Welcome to Berenson Bond, episode 14, with your hosts, Corey and Diego Berenson. Hello, Diego. Hello. How you doing? Good. What's today? Friday. Friday. No school. So we're going to learn here at home since you're not at school. Boo. Yay. And I reread my book. So today I'm going to read from Neil deGrasse Tyson's book called Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. Hurry, I need to understand astrophysics and space and the cosmos immediately because I'm very busy. I think I am. Either way, I got some notes and then you have your kids encyclopedia. What's the name of this big book? Uh, Scholastic Children's Encyclopedia. And you read that book at nighttime a lot, and you've learned a ton of stuff about lots of different things. Yeah. And the other day, you stopped on a page and you said, hey, do you know about black holes? And I said, well, I just actually read a book a couple weeks ago that I had to read three times, and I still don't fully understand everything, but we're going to try to figure out some stuff today. So when I read to you from my book, it'll be the fourth time I've read it. And I'm still starting to barely understand it. Kind of. But it's fun. So in your book, I would like you to read. So there's a page on black holes mm-hmm. and space. So this title, this all the letters in That's blue. That's what you're gonna. No, you read okay. all this in blue first. Oh, okay. And then get to the part with the black holes. Good thing I read both of those already. Yeah, that's a good idea to practice. Those stickies over there. Okay, can you see the blue letters easy enough? Uh, yeah. Okay. So go ahead and go for it. Astronomy is the study of everything in the universe beyond Earth. It is one of the oldest uh, sciences about... 10,000 years ago, people used astronomy to decide when to plant and harvest crops. Um, Black holes. Astronomers still do not know what lies at the center of galaxies. Some think they may contain a black hole. Black holes form when a large star dies. As the star cools and becomes smaller, its gravity becomes stronger and it causes to uh, collapse under its own weight any matter of energy attracted inward by this force is unable to escape black holes are invisible we know that they exist because gas uh, from neighboring stars throw x-rays that can be uh, detected from earth as the gas is about to be sucked into the hole. Whoa. So tell me, you explain that to me as if I don't know what's going on. Tell me what you just read. Well, it's basically saying like, uh, so the first page I read in blue, I know you can't see it, but it's just blue. Um, it's just basically saying what astronomy is, okay. which I had no idea what. And now you know. Yeah. And then black holes, like, I knew they're invisible. I did not know when it uh, forms. 
and I kind of knew uh, they, nothing can escape in there. Um, and I didn't know Neighboring Stars throws out x-rays that be, can be detected from Earth as the gas is about to be sucked into the hole. I can't really get that part, though. So you got so the part where it's saying... I didn't know what astronomy is. I didn't know how it forms, and I didn't, and I kind of knew it did, it can't, like, you can't escape it, but I don't get, and I didn't know neighboring stars shows out x-rays, but, yeah. So when a star dies, it's saying inside the middle of a star, it's called thermonuclear fission, and we'll, re- we'll double check my book so that I actually know what I'm saying. But it's something about it's creating when hydrogen, the gravity is sucking into the middle of the star with such great force that it brings it in and it's constantly exploding on the inside. And that a constant explosion of sucking in those molecules and elements and exploding and exploding and exploding, that's what creates the heat that goes out all around it and that's why we have the warm nice sun we can lay back and work on our tans (laughs) kick back and have a nice warm day it's because the sun's gravity is just sucking all those molecules in and that thermonuclear fission is creating that massive constant explosion it's just sucking and every time it explodes right when something explodes stuff blows apart but the gravity is so strong that it explodes, so it means stuff goes away. But then the gravity is strong, so it sucks it back in and explodes again. And, and when it explodes and goes out, the gravity sucks it back in, and that's what's happening in a star. So the same thing gets exploded multiple times? You can't even, there's not even a number. It's just doing it constantly. And every time it explodes and explodes, it creates iron. And a star, it sucks in the iron because iron is heavier than hydrogen so the iron starts to stay in the side the middle of the star and the iron is heavy and once it's got too much iron it's too heavy and then what it does is it sucks everything in and boom it causes dead because it stops reacting and making heat and when it does that crazy it collapses on itself and when it goes right into a imagine a teeny tiny center point sucks it all the way in with such force that it kind of blasts into a single point and creates a black hole that goes into dark matter or dark energy it just goes into space and it sucks into a place you can't see so it's like where did it go it became a black hole but the force that was sucking it in continues the gravity continues now that it created that black hole somewhere into space that we can't see and it keeps sucking things in so much that gas all around space continues to try and it starts slowly still sucking it in with its gravity crazy huh what yeah what got it kind of right yeah like i said this is a tough subject i barely kind of sort of maybe and beginning to kind of understand things, but it's worth trying. So it's the fourth time you read it and you still don't understand? That is correct. (laughs) But it's worth trying. It's good to stretch your brain muscles. So Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of the best astrophysicists. 
He's hilarious. He's funny. He has a podcast. And guess who he has on his podcast? Comedians. Because they're funny. And he knows that if you're laughing, ha 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 ha, he can teach you science while you're laughing at jokes. So he's very smart. He knows that's how people will pay attention. And this is the very first page of the book. What he wrote is, the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you. Does that make sense to you? Exactly. It doesn't have to. Boom. So the very, very, very first part of chapter one, the greatest story ever told, another book I'm going to order as the same title, but that's the name of his chapter title. And excuse my voice, I have a teeny tiny bit of a sore throat. So, chapter one. In the beginning, nearly 14 billion years ago, all the space and all the matter and all of the energy of the known universe was contained in a volume less than one trillionth the size of the period that ends this sentence. The period at the end of the sentence on this paper, if you could cut it into a trillion pieces, everything that is known in all of space and all the universes and all the galaxies, they were the same size, but they were closer together. Okay, this is the premise of the Big Bang. It's it's bananas. Believe it. If, I mean, they can they can prove that it expanded from there. They're trying to figure out what happened before that, and if this happens all the time. But the point is, everything that was up far apart was just closer together. Because at first I thought things exploded and they got bigger, bigger, bigger. But they're saying they were just closer together. And they expand and just kind of stretched out the elements. All right? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I know. It sounds like yeah. a bunch of banana sense. Okay. The German physicist Max Planck, after whom the unimaginably small quantities are named, introduced the idea of quantized energy in the year 1900 and is generally credited as the father of quantum mechanics. So there's stuff that's big and stuff that's small, right? You got Earth. The Earth has oceans and continents and planets. I mean, not planets. Countries, water. Then it's got animals, plants, people, right? We make up the stuff. And in your body, it's not just you. Inside you is cells, muscles, organs. Inside those cells are little brains, little worker things that create energy, mitochondria, a nucleus, you got a brain. You got cytoplasm, which is the goo that stuff floats around just like in your body. We've got water and things that hold our organs together. Little cells have that too. So this guy, Max Planck, said, okay, if a cell still has a brain, a little energy creator, goo, what makes that? He said, well, something has to be that that's made from. No, then what's that thing made from? So then that and what's is... That? And then it goes on and on. So it goes down and down and down, right? So what makes that? So he's saying it's molecules. 
So molecules. What makes molecules? So what makes molecules is quarks. What makes quarks? And gluons. And he's saying, okay, so supposedly there's nothing smaller than a quark, and there's six of them, and they have funny names, which I think I'll find. What like what up and down, quarks? left and right, charmed I mean, and not charmed. Quark, quark, ca- quarks. Oh, quarks. What what makes quarks? So they think quarks are created from the surrounding elements. What what is created from the surrounding everything? We're Ele- gonna, we're gonna, elephant. The, the elephants. elements. Yeah. So the elements. We'll get to that. Basically, that comes from when a star explodes. All the exact. Where does the star come from? So all the exact same elements that are in a star: hydrogen, carbon, iron, uh, helium. All that stuff explodes and goes into space. And sometimes there's gravity that sucks those in together. They start exploding. And when there's enough of them collected in a space and enough heat. So that makes bombs. That makes planets, which are kind of like bombs in the beginning. Kabloom. And then the molecules that we're made from, carbon, helium, blah, blah, blah. Mostly carbon-based, different molecules attached to each other. And that's the building blocks that make the quarks, that make the cells, that make the muscle fibers, that make the tissues of the bodies, that make us. So you can go bigger, bigger, or you can go smaller, smaller, smaller. Okay, I know you got a blank stare. That's okay. What? So let me let me get back to Max Planck. The reason I thought this was cool is because your Uncle Kenneth works for the Max Planck Center for Plant Molecular Biology. Okay, so that means he studies the molecules that are are the building blocks of our biology. Like your body, we call that biology. I'm a like plants. He studies plants. He studies the molecules inside of the plants at the Max Planck Institute in Germany. And he is in charge of. Now this is going to sound crazy. He's in charge of the. Flow Cytometric and Transformation Central Facilities at the Center for Plant Molecular Biology, and he is searching for answers to biological questions. What? Using a protein, I call it a, an, a protein activator. So he's studying the proteins which are inside the cells, which are inside plants. And he just released a paper. I will post a link to it if anybody's brave enough to read this thing. It's very long, but he worked on it for seven or eight years and just got published. Anybody that reads that, I'll give you a high five. It's awesome. So Max Planck, back in the day in 1900, he figured all these different pieces and elements I'm talking about. They created strong nuclear forces. Later still, the electroweak force split into the electromagnetic and the weak nuclear forces, laying bare the four distinct forces we have come to know and love. Now hang on. With the weak force controlling radioactive decay, the strong force binding the atomic nucleus, the electromagnetic force binding molecules, and gravity binding bulk matter. So what I just said is starting with the tiny, tiny, the weak force controls radioactive activity, right? Mm -hmm. Then the next force is there's got to be energy that 
holds the pieces of little tiny cells together. That's the atomic nucleus. And then electromagnetic, you know what a magnet is, right? So there's little tiny bit of electricity that magnetically, in a way, holds together, that holds the molecules. And then what holds the molecules all together in all these pieces is gravity. And then gravity keeps us all with our feet on earth. But the gravity helps hold all that stuff together in order for it to, if it can be pulled to get together long. I don't fly up. I wish though. How long do you, would you like to fly? Forever. And never come down? Just fly forever? We'll fly and come down like birds. Maybe you should be a dolphin. Because I bet swimming feels like flying. And you could just swim in the ocean all day long. And it'd feel like you're flying. Flying fish? For your, for your whole life. Yeah. Be a flying fish. Okay. All right, are you with me? Are you with me? A little bit. Okay. So this is... Uh, you're, you're right. I don't understand it at all. Yeah, I'm trying. Some of this is going to sink in. Okay, back to the book. For the first billion years, the universe continued to expand and cool as matter gravitated into the massive concentrations we call galaxies. Nearly a hundred billion of them formed, each containing hundreds of billions of stars that undergo thermonuclear fusion in their cores. The core is the middle of them, right? That I was talking about earlier? Yeah. And stars with more than 10 times the mass of the sun achieve sufficient pressure and temperature in their cores to manufacture dozens of elements heavier than hydrogen. So that's how, when they're bigger and bigger and bigger, they have mm -hmm. more elements. And these high-mass stars fortuitously explode, scattering their chemically enriched guts throughout the galaxy. So what it's saying is the bigger a sun is, the biggest, biggest suns are the most likely to explode. And the ones that are bigger have more elements. So the bigger the stars are, the more elements they have and the more likely they are to blow up and just scatter out into the whole universe. And then there's no more sun and it's always night? Nope, because there's apparently a hundred billion galaxies and every galaxy has hundreds of billions of stars. I want to go to another galaxy. And ev Yeah, me too. Why not? We should all be able to go to another galaxy. Andromeda, that's the next closest one. Wait, so if you fly in a spaceship... Far out from our universe, you'll yes. go to another one? Yes, you'll go to another galaxy. Or universe? And every, so you know how we have one sun, and a sun is a star, and there's nine planets, or eight? Eight. Or eight, yeah. And then there's well, a more tiny planets. Yeah. Far. So if there's hundreds of billions of stars, okay, let's say every star had eight planets like us. So that'd be, let's say it's 500 billion stars. That means there's, what's five times eight? 40? So there'd be 40, 40, 44 trillion planets. What? Yeah. I take a probiotic. It says it has 20 billion probiotic bacteria in there in a pill this big. So it's not that crazy to think that we're this big and there's billions of 
planets and stars. These numbers don't make sense to my brain. Yeah. I don't. May as well say 90, 50, trillion, billion, trillion, million. It's bananas. Mm. Do you want to hear something about hot chocolate? Hot chocolate or chocolate? Hot chocolate. It's a little sciencey. Want to know some science about hot chocolate? So f- the laws of physics means elements do certain things in certain places. Ice is frozen water. Steam is heated up water, right? That's just physics. So he used his science physics knowledge about hot cocoa. Somebody did not put whipped cream on his hot chocolate. And he went up to the waiter and said, hey, I think you forgot to put whipped cream on my hot chocolate. So when he got to the table, he said, oh, he went back and he told the guy, hey, where's my whipped cream? He said, "Um, it must have sunk to the bottom. I put it there. I definitely put it there. It sank. You missed it. But Neil is too smart. He said, whipped cream has low density and floats on all liquids that humans consume. So he told the waiter two possible explanations. Either somebody forgot to add the whipped cream to my hot cocoa or the universal laws of physics are different in this restaurant. Unconvinced, he defiantly brought over the whipped cream and put it on top and tried tried to push it down in the hot chocolate and it would always float to the top. And he tried to push it down and it would float back up to the top. And he said, hey, what better proof do you need of the universality of physical law? Basically, it was a pretty smart way to say, mm-hmm. don't lie to me. Whipped cream floats on hot chocolate. Yeah. Pull yourself to get right? If I told you, hey, I, I put it on there, it sank. It's in there. You didn't pay attention. What would you say now? It can't sink. It floats. Exactly. See? This is why reading books is good. Womp womp. All right, next page. Between the galaxies. In the grand tally of cosmic constituents. No, I won't read like that. (laughs) Galaxies are what typically are get counted. Latest estimates, like I said, show that the observable universe that we can see so far may contain 100 billion of them. Bright and beautiful and packed with stars, galaxies decorate the dark voids of space like cities across a country at night. Our own spiral-shaped galaxy, the Milky Way, is named for the spilled milk appearance to the unaided eye across Earth's nighttime sky. Indeed, the very word galaxy derives from the Greek galaxias, which means milky. And our nearest neighbor galaxies, only 600,000 light years distant, are both small and irregularly shaped. And the reason I told you that, remember when we Rob was here? Mm-hmm. And he was telling us about Devil's State Park in Texas? Check this out. What? I read a magazine the other day that said Devil's River State Park is the first dark sky sanctuary in Texas. It's one of a handful of places on Earth and in the U.S. It's basically, it's a dark sky sanctuary. That means it's so far away from lights, from 
cities and light poles and businesses and light bulbs everywhere. It's so far away. There's another, they have a class. There's different scales from one to nine. Nine means you're in a city with tons and tons of lights. You, it's so hard to see even once. You can't even see stars, right? And one would be the darkest place. In the middle is and, four. And maybe we're in a big city here. I have to look up Austin. Five. Five probably, is the middle. Probably five or six. Cause five would be like lights and then like you can still see stars at the same time lights. That would be five because it's in the middle. Yeah, because we can see a little bit of stars. Because four and four is because four and four is eight. Five would be in the middle, so it's an odd number. Yep. But even numbers don't have a middle. So if we go there, it's a dark sky sanctuary, which means there's no lights. We could see our galaxy, the Milky Way. You just open your eyes and look up. You could see every star in the whole Milky Way. <laughs> it looks like spilled milk. Because you can see the whole thing as it passes no through overnight No wonder it's called time. the Milky Way. Yeah, exactly. So I want to go, I really want to go there now. We can kayak and camp and see our galaxy. What are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. I want the computer. You don't need the computer. I want to play Minecraft. About. What? You just, I don't have Minecraft on my computer. <laughs> Do Fortnite. You, oh my gosh. You just want to practice Orange Justice. I know you. <laughs> What's better, Orange Justice or what's it called? The hype? I like the hype. Orange Justice. I will battle you. I will hype your Orange Justice in the ground. I'll do the Orange Justice way better than the hype. Okay, how about we do Orange Justice battle? See who can do it better. You think you can do it better than me? Yeah. Man, I bet I can do the hype better than you. I can do the hype better than you. All right, fine. After this, we're going to dance battle. See who wins. Come back here, say who wins. Okay. You ready for the next page? Yep. Put your seatbelt on. This one's a long one. Click. Thank you. You know who Einstein is? Yep. Okay. Einstein's general theory of relativity, but you can call it GR after you get to know it better. It was published in 1916. And it outlines the relevant mathematical details of how everything in the universe moves under the influence of gravity. Right? So it's saying our planets go around the sun and all of us together go around other galaxies and all those galaxies go around other galaxies. Some of those go around black holes and those go around other black holes galaxies and those go around other universes so everybody's got gravity spinning around each other i'm getting pulled close to you and then i go away and then i get pulled close to somebody else but the whole time we're spinning it's just everybody getting sucked in close to each other on the tiny level and then then the big giant level and then it goes into the black hole sometimes um so a modern a modern example of the stunning knowledge of nature that Einstein has gifted us comes from 2016, so a hundred years later. Dad. When gravitational waves were discovered by the specially designed observatory tuned for this purpose. These waves predicted by Einstein a hundred years ago, he predicted, I think this is how 
we could pick it up. Their ripples moving at the speed of light across the fabric of space-time and are generated by severe gravitational disturbances such as the collision of two black holes. Okay? So imagine two black holes colliding into each other. All right? Hold that picture in your mind. That's Dad, can I lose the page? Yes, you can lose the page. Where'd That's it go? I don't know. That's exactly what was observed. The gravitational waves of the first detection were generated by a collision of black holes in a galaxy 1.3 billion light years away. And at a time... Okay. So imagine this. This... These two black holes exploded 1.3 billion year light years away. Okay? Much light years. I'll have to look it up. Uh, I forget the amount of miles. But it was so long ago, that was back when Earth only had single-celled organisms. One-cell creatures. Okay, our bodies are, I think, 70 billion cells or something like that. Imagine a whole, your body is just one cell okay and while this so it exploded and the explosion like a shock wave it's called a ripple the explosion went out into space okay keep that in your mind so when the ripple moved through space in all directions earth would after another 800 million years it would evolve complex life including flowers dinosaurs and flying creatures <coughs> as well as a branch of vertebrates called mammals. And among those mammals, some of them would evolve frontal lobes and complex thought. That's us. Front part of your brain, frontal lobe. We call those primates. And a single branch of these primates would develop a genetic mutation that allowed speech. Me and you, chit-chatting right now. That's mm -hmm. what makes us homo sapiens. Homo sapiens? Yep, we would invent agriculture, agriculture, which is farming. Yeah. And civilization, when we all just live together, helping each other out. And philosophy, and art, and science. And then ultimately, one person, one dude in the 20th century would invent relativity, relativity out of his head. We're talking about Einstein. He would predict the existence of gravitational waves. He would exist that these waves would be coming out from giant explosions in space. Okay? A hundred years later, after he thought that, we finally developed technology that could see those waves <coughs> and would finally catch up with the prediction just days before that gravi gravity wave, which had been traveling in space for 1.3 billion years, washed over Earth and was detected. Wow. <laughs> right? I still don't get it. You still don't get it? So it's saying... I keep I, we'll, we'll forget the number. Forever and ever ago, two giant black holes exploded. They send waves, gravitational waves, because they had gravity, right? 
in them. So the gravity that sucked them together made them explode. That gravity rippled out in space. And it tra- it just travels. It just goes on forever. And mm-hmm. we created a machine yeah. that could that could sense uh-huh. that energy floating through space. And uh-huh. we, uh-huh. I love that story. We turned it on. And then we could see, we could measure those uh-huh. waves. Here comes the wave of the explosion, and they're like three days away. Okay, it works. Turn it on. Blink. <gasps> it's uh-huh. true. Uh huh. Uh huh. I love that story. Yeah, you're funny. You're lucky because I only have one more tab. Are you gonna be able to survive? No. Are you sure? Yeah. You got all this down in your mind yet? No. Come on. All right, how about the moon? How do you feel about the moon? What about it? Do you know about meteors? Yeah. What are they? Rocks in space. What 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 makes do they land on Earth? Uh yeah. That's right. That giant one in Arizona. I think there's a big one. I think it's Arizona. It's only these tiny pebbles that make 200 feet wide explosion. That's right. Because they come so fast. They're just teeny baby pebbles. And they make a ginormous explosion. As big as this house. End point to end point. That's right. Back to the book. One substantial hunk of junk led to the formation of the moon. The unexpected scarcity of iron and other higher mass elements in the moon derived from lunar samples returned by Apollo astronauts indicates that the moon most likely bust forth from Earth's iron poor crust and mantle after a glancing collision with the wayward Mars-sized protoplanet. The orbiting debris from this encounter coalesced to form our lovely low-density satellite. So what that's saying is, when the Earth was young, a giant, tiny moon, kind of maybe it's a planet, crashed into us and broke off a piece of Earth. And that piece that blew off the Earth turned into the moon. And because our gravity was strong enough to hang on to it and not send it into space forever, that chunk of Earth broke off and now it just orbits around us forever and it's our moon so it was actually a piece of earth that so broke off so we made the moon we didn't make it but it came from earth after it got crashed in from a giant meteor cool sweet huh oh no well then now we have a shorter earth tinier earth and now tons of meteors still rain down on earth all the time and at the rate we are discovering meteorites on earth whose origin is Mars, which means some stuff breaks off of Mars when it gets hit by rocks, and then those space rocks land on Earth because we're close enough that about a, a thousand tons of Martian rocks rain down on Earth each year, and perhaps the same amount reaches Earth from the moon. In retrospect, we didn't have to go to the moon to retrieve moon rocks. You just walk around and look for them. So maybe check your playground, see if you can find some moon rocks, some meteorites. Check by the swings. There's always a lot of rocks over there. If you find a meteorite, I'll give you 50 cents. Nah. How do you feel about that? No. Does that feel good? No. Do you have any... What do you think now that I've exploded your brain? (laughs) Uh, Fine. 
It's fine. I can see through my microphone. That look, you know how you can't see through walls? I can see through my microphone. You can see me through your microphone? Yeah. Are you sure? Looking at my microphone and I can see you. Are you sure? Yes. I'm looking at it right now and I can see you. So how about I read the rest of the book right now? No. Oh, I'm going to read everything. No, 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 please, no. Okay, well, thanks for hanging on with that one. That's a little astrophysics space stuff. It's I not little. Like. Shifting gears, I would like to say I'm very proud of you. We just had parent-teacher conferences, and I'm very proud of you for doing so good at school. That's a lot of work. You guys learn a lot of different subjects. You get to maximize and own your time. Mm-hmm. So you're doing really good at that. One of your, I kept one page of your homework that I had on my desk here. Ow. And the challenge, this is separate of that. They had a paper that has a $100 bill. And it says, if today, on the 100th day of school, I gave you $100, what would you do with it? Would you give it to others? Would you keep it for yourself? Would you save it? Would you spend it? Write your answer below. I would like you to read what you wrote for this test. Okay, let's move my microphone. Okay, um, I wrote, I would save it, since I like saving, um, and help homeless. I would also donate to zoos and to orphans. I'd do that too support animals and to help for school supplies for the orphans for my sisters and I for our birthdays we donate I thought it was 10 but actually like a hundred something I think you did a thousand yeah a thousand uh wait yeah a thousand dollars to the orphans in Mexico um yeah Very cool. So you would donate to the orphans? Yep. Like you do on your birthdays? Mm Mm-hmm. That's really nice. And you help the animals in the zoo? I'm going to save it to get my own Lexus LFA. Ooh, you better keep saving. So right now, how much money do you have that you've been saving up? Well, I was going to have 358 but I didn't buy the video game, Mm -hmm. so I still have 388 well, not yet, because I didn't buy the book yet. So. And what happens every time you want to buy something, but you you choose not to? What happens? I get money from you. I give you a couple dollars. Every time you don't spend your money, I give you another dollar. Can you ask mom if she ordered my costume? I did not ask her yet. I'll ask her. All right. Well, today, we are thinking of going down to the river and riding bikes. Maybe. You still want to do that? Maybe. Well, I don't know. I want to go ride bikes. I have no idea. Because, yes, let's go get our bicycles. We'll load up in the car. Ha, ha, how, go ride bikes around the river. How, how, how about we... We can kayak or we can ride bikes. Or we can walk. I just want to go to the river and hang out. What uh, do you want to do? For... An hour. For an hour. One hour. One hour. One hour. Ride bikes for one hour. One hour and come back here and we'll play. 
You're not a baby. Don't talk like that. Okay, well, let's do that. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And not yet. <laughs> Be healthy, y'all.